the Pearson Global Explorer Podcast. Join us as we travel the globe one student at a time at Pearson Online Academy. Pearson Online Academy is an accredited online private school for students in grades K through 12. Brought to you by the experts in virtual learning. We empower students worldwide to achieve academic excellence through our affordable, high quality online education that emphasizes college prep. Learn more at www.pearsononlineacademy.com. Good morning, Pearson Online Academy. Welcome to our very own podcast, the Pearson Global Explorer. This is the first and only show where we get to travel the world to experience life and culture through the eyes of our very own students. I'm your host, Jason Agins, history teacher by day and travel fanatic by, well, anytime I'm not working for that matter. This episode of Pearson Global Explorer we're going to discuss the culture and cuisine, such as Caldo de Papa of Colombia. Our focus is on Bogota, Colombia, and our guest star is Michelle. I'd like to welcome to the show Michelle. Welcome to the show. We appreciate you joining us. It's always a lot of fun to share our experience, our slice of the world, and our culture with our listeners. Prior to this conversation, I think one of the first things that come to mind for me about your country is the rich culture of food, the cuisine. And we're going to get into all that and more in today's episode. So let's start out with you. Tell me a little bit about you. I want you to explain to me how would your friends describe you or your family? If I asked them, what is Michelle like, what would they say? Um, all right, thank you for having me today in the podcast. Um, most of my friends and family would also tell you that I am a very funny person. So usually when we are in, um, where we are visiting our uh, relatives or when I'm visiting friends, I usually make them laugh, I guess. That's what they would say. Okay, okay, so you are uh, the life of the party when it comes to humor and things like that. You've got lots of jokes, huh? Yes. <laughs> I like that, I like that. Very good, very good. Okay, um, what do you like to do for fun after school each day? So when you turn off the computer, what do you like to do for fun? Um, since I live in the United States, and when I'm in the United States, that I live in Pascagoula, it's a very small town. So there is really nothing much to do there, but now that I'm visiting here, um, usually I turn off the computer and, you know, you've got to go somewhere since it's a big city and there is a lot of things to do during the day. <clears throat> okay, so it sounds like you're saying, um, you know, you're born and raised in Bogota, Colombia, but you have, uh, you also spend time in the United States in Pascagoula, Mississippi, is that correct? Do you have any pets in either of those places in in uh, Mississippi or or in uh, Colombia? Yes, in both. In Mississippi, I have a black cat, and in here, I have a brown puppy. 
a brown puppy. What's the brown puppy's name? Becky. Becky. Have, have the two pets ever met? No, they haven't met. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you speak English to the cat in the United States and Spanish to Becky the dog in Colombia? I think I mostly speak Spanglish to both of them. It's both of them. Okay, so both of them are kind of bilingual. Muy bien, yeah. muy bien. Okay, what do you want to do for a living when you grow up? Mm, I'm still thinking about it because there are so many choices that you kind of kind of get crazy <laughs> with so many choices. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I saw something that said the average American changes jobs like 11 times. Don't quote me on that, but it is a lot. Um so even when you grow up, many times you still don't know what you want to do, but hopefully you find something that makes you happy. Speaking of things that make you happy, what kind of music do you listen to? Um, any type. Any type of music I really listen to, except country music. Except <laughs> country really music. Listen to that. Okay. Yeah, but any type, like pop, hip-hop, um, old music, you know, a classical music, instrumental music. Okay. I really listen to any type of music. Any favorite movies or TV shows? Yes, my favorite movie is Clueless. <laughs> that is funny. I like that. Yeah, so that that's a that's an oldie now. That movie's actually how old is that movie? Is that like twenty five years old now? Um, but I'm glad that, that I'm glad that it still it still lives on. What do you like about that movie? I like that it has that it kind of describes like uh, you know like the title says a clueless girl who who is in high school, but then at the end of high school she kind of opens up her mind and sees that not all people are, are like her and that sometimes people can be different than when you meet them. Right. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Mean Girls? Yeah, the 2003. Yeah. That... Or 2004, I cannot recall uh, it, but yeah. Yeah, the reason why I ask it, I find that the two of those are, are very similar, so if you liked one, you'd like the other. Okay, very yeah. good. How long have you been with uh, Pearson Online Academy? Um, I recently entered last year in August. Um, yeah, August, September. Okay. And what brings you to us? Um, what especially brings me to it is the fact that it's online. And I think it's very nice because you can be your own teacher and you can be at your own pace and things like that okay how, how have you been making the adjustment to virtual school it's a it's definitely a big jump from going to like you know a traditional brick and mortar a building school um, how have you been making the adjustment from going to a building at you know seven in the morning to uh, uh, working online um, it's actually been easier um, because when I used to study here in Colombia, um, it used to be like that, just that you went to a school. You could be your own and go at your own pace, as long as you kept up with the class, but you know, you actually had to go to a building. Right. But here is just from your computer, so it is actually easy. 
What do you think is your favorite thing about learning online, about virtual learning? Um, my favorite thing about virtual learning, it's like I said before, going to your own pace and not having to wait for other kids to go in, in order to kind of advance in a topic or things like that. Right, I hear that, that's for sure. I, when I was a kid... It, it, I was always someone that needed to hear it two or three times before uh, before I would get it. Um, yeah. And and uh, if they had this when I was when I was a child, I think uh, I think I would have done a lot better in school. That's for sure. Um, so what do you um, what do you like the most here at Pearson Online Academy? What's your favorite subject? Who's your favorite teacher? Um, my favorite subject is. Digital design, kind of, yeah. Uh, favorite teachers, I don't really have a favorite teacher, but I would say that my favorite subject is digital design. Digital design, I don't think I'm too familiar with that. Tell me about what that is. What 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 do you guys do in there? Well, well you know, we do almost everything since learning from comics or kind of creating characters like Last, I think last project that I did was creating a jingle for a marketing product and you had to create kind of like your own product and then you have to make a jingle out of it in a radio station. Wow. So it's really fun. Other ones are you create the character and then uh, you kind of do a stop motion and you create a story, like a short story in a stop motion with just one character. Wow, Michelle, you don't know how lucky you are. I I'll tell you what, I where were all these courses when I was a kid? When I was a kid, I would basically go to school at 7 in the morning and sit in a desk for 8 hours, freezing, and then I'd go home. <laughs> and and, and th that was it. I um, We didn't have it. I don't remember having any really interesting stuff like that. So... <clears throat> yes, and you know, I cannot see that schools are different um, because here, in the school that I study here, it was a lot like this one. You could choose a kind of what subjects you would want to, um, yeah, what subjects would you like to study, and would you would have breaks in in between each subject and things like that. And when I moved to United States, I kind of saw that, like you said, you kind of sit on a desk, freezing all day, <laughs> and then you go home. That's funny. That's funny. Okay, so we're going to talk about Bogota, Colombia today. How long have you lived there? What's your uh, background in, in Bogota? Were you born there? or Tell me about that. Yes, I was born in Bogota, and then when I was about to be 11, I traveled to the United States, and we saw the opportunity to stay there, so we stayed there. And now, three years later, from where I stand in the United States, I came to visit Colombia. Okay. Now, for the listeners who might not know exactly where Colombia is on a map, explain to us where in the world that is. What are What are you near? Um, you're near Brazil, maybe in Brazil, or <coughs> Venezuela. Or Peru, okay. also, in the South America. South America, so it sounds like you're at the top there. Okay, yeah. so, um, and you guys border Panama, is that correct? Like, there's a... Yeah. Okay. We border Panama. It's actually funny because 
if I'm not wrong, I think Panama was part of Colombia before it became its own country. Right, right. Very true. Very true. Look at that. Picking up some history along the way. I like that. Yeah. So just to help everybody, I think one of the big misconceptions about South America is its geography. People think that it's just straight down from the United States. So an interesting little fact is, and, and sometimes like maps can be misleading because, you know, the world is not flat. It's, it's round. Um, so if you close your eyes and imagine where Jacksonville, Florida is, or just anywhere in Florida, and you draw a line straight down, about the entirety of South America is to the east of that line. So it's actually southeast of the United States. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not like it's south of Texas or Arizona the way Mexico is. Um, it's actually southeast of the United States. So that's, a, uh, that's an interesting thing to visualize. Um, <clears throat> What brings you guys to um, to Colombia? Is that where your family has always been from, or did you move to Colombia from somewhere else, or how how does that work? No, um, my family has <coughs> always been from Colombia. Both my mom's side and my parents' side have always been from Colombia. Not Bogota exactly, nor kind of like Cundinamarca, which is Colombia is divided into. We call it here municipios. I don't know the actual translation, but it's like in the United States, you see like a state, and then there are cities inside that state. So I live in the state basically of Cundinamarca, but in the city of Bogota. My family has not always been from kind of that state of Cundinamarca, but they come from another one, which is called Boyacá, to Bogota. So my family has always been from here, from Colombia. Okay. <clears throat> What's your housing like? I know you live in a big city in Bogota. Do you live in an apartment, a house? Um, what makes it different than like your typical American house? Um, definitely, um, I live in an apartment and it definitely makes it different because you kind of get to hear all people, all the people in the building kind of talking late at night sometimes because you know walls here are not very that thick they're very thin so you kind of hear people and when they play music and things like that and it makes it different because as soon as it's like six in the morning you already hear the traffic and you already hear everything and late at night you can also hear the traffic so that's what makes it right different. what about air conditioning do you guys have air conditioning no, that's not, no, no. I was I was, I didn't remember that. But now that I came for the first time since I moved to United States, it was kind of a big shock because I didn't remember that they didn't have AC here. But we do in United States, so yeah. when it's freezing cold, you have to kind of just wrap around the blanket and you know hold that blanket throughout the whole apartment, or if you're too hot, you you kind of just has, have to open the windows and wait for the air to come in. Oh, man. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in um, Mexico City, and uh, 
air conditioning is not really that common in, in living spaces there. And um, it's weird because, you know, in the United States, like, we take it for granted. But, like, I honestly don't remember the last time I was in a building in the United States that didn't have air conditioning. You know, even in yeah. even in areas like, like, I live in North Carolina, which has a, you know, pretty pretty nice weather i mean you could survive without air conditioning here but uh it's on it's unheard of to to have a place without at least even a window unit okay so yeah tell me a little bit yeah and it's very funny here because you kind of have to be in the lookout when you open the window because it's a very weird climate like from what from like noon to 4 p.m., you have a good climate, like sunny, so you have to open the windows to let the, co- to let the air come. But then suddenly it starts raining and raining, and you kind of have to run throughout the whole apartment to close the, the, the windows to not get the beds wet or anything like that. Right. What about like um, washing machine and dryer and dishwasher, all the stuff that you find in an American house? Um, what do you have as far as that's concerned, as far as appliances are in, um, in your apartment in the, in, um, Bogota? We do have a washing machine and a dish, not not like a dishwasher, just the sink. Um, sometimes things like dryers and washing machines are for people who have more money here, more than in America, you cannot just rent an apartment in any place and it has its dryer, its washing machine, its dishwasher, and things like that. Right. Here it's kind of like, it's very expensive, like, yeah. So you just have a washing machine, yeah, washing machine for washing your clothes, and then each kitchen has kind of like, um, wood, would like what do you say? like kind of plastic it could be plastic or in wood things that go across the roof and you hang your clothes and wait until the next day gotcha. and if you need like an instant dryer you kind of just put it um behind the the refrigerator <laughs> you just put it and it will heat up yeah it used to happen like that when school uniforms here and things like that. That's funny. I like that. I like that. Okay, so yeah. tell me a little bit about your uh, neighborhood. Is it a typical neighborhood in Bogota? Um, what are what's your neighborhood like? My neighborhood is very commercial. Very, you kind of just walk out of the construction of buildings and the apartments, and you kind of just already see a mall there, a mini stores here, like. Like, yeah, or bakery, you kind of see a lot of bakeries in each neighborhood because here people like to wake up early, go to the bakery, bring fresh bread for everybody's breakfast. Okay. And that's why it's kind of like very commercial with a lot of stores, not like big stores like Walmart, but it's more like a neighborhood store, like little. What what spots do you go to most often in your neighborhood? Um, in my neighborhood, I like to go, let's say, to the little stores because you find a lot of interesting <coughs> stuff there. You could find, a, it's like a mini Walmart, you know, kind of like to 
concluded down it's kind of a mini Walmart where you can find school supplies or food or items for cleaning your house but it's just mini it's just in a little store right right I know I've seen some of those little stores it's amazing how much stuff they like uh, can squeeze yeah. into every little corner of the store so yeah outside of the that's um, um, kind of funny at, outside yeah. of the uh, immediate circle of your house your grocery store um, what are the big attractions that people do for fun in your area so like if you if it's the weekend you want to go out with your family or your friends what are you guys doing for fun what are the the big things that you'll do for a special special occasion um, here in Bogota, you don't have that many fun places, and you kind of have to go, like, for example, I live in the north part of the city. We're going to uh, theme parks or or things like that, like, you have to go across the city because those are located in the southern atmosphere of the city. So it's kind of hard to go from the north to the south because there's a lot of a lot of traffic here, a lot of cars, so you kind of, if it's, if you're on a good day to travel there, you would actually spend around 45 minutes, but if you get into traffic, it's two hours, two hours and a half, and things like that. Right, right. Do you get, um, do you get a lot of tourists that come to Bogota? And, and if so, where, where do the, most of the tourists come from? Are they Americans or people from other, uh, South American countries? No, we, here in Bogota don't actually get tours because it, the city doesn't have that many touristic attractions. Um, you usually go to another city like Medellin or Santa Marta or uh, Armenia it's a very good place to go as a tourist because you have the coffee park Parque del Café which is kind of imagine a Universal Studios it's kind of like a Universal Studios right right I feel like I where you have roller coasters or there is a train that goes through the whole park and things like that interesting I, I feel like I've heard of that before. Uh, I haven't. I haven't been to Colombia. I'm hoping to go after COVID and visit my uh, aunt and uncle there at some point. But um, I'll I'll be sure to check that out. So tell me about um, tell me about your friends in your area. Do you know a lot of people in Bogota? Are they nice? What do you What do you do for friends? Who are your buddies? What do you do with them? I used to have a lot of friends when I used to study here. But then I just moved to the United States, and you, you know, you kind of cut connections. But um, I still have a friend. She, she, actually, we've been friends for around nine years now, and she lives around thirty minutes away from my house. She doesn't live close. She lives out of the city, like in the outskirts of the city. She lives there. Okay, let's talk yeah. a little bit about food. I mean. I love food. Everybody loves food. What does a normal dinner look like at your house? So if I was to go to Michelle's house for dinner one night, what's a normal dinner? What do you guys cook most often in your home? Kind of dinner, we don't cook a meal for all of us. Everybody, since, you know, parents are coming home from work and or they're finishing work, 
kind of everybody just makes their own but if you come to say for example lunch um in my house uh, well in my apartment we live with my dad my grandma uh, and my uncle so we just kind of my grandma makes the meal a big meal like the chicken with rice oh by the way here people food put a lot of rice into meals that's a very common thing like they cannot live with rice here <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and they would put potatoes or or things like that in your meal and then everybody goes and sits to the table and eats but when it comes to dinner since not everybody's home kind of everybody just makes their own dinner gotcha so it sounds like lunch is the big one for you guys yeah especially lunch what kind of foods what kinds of food are most popular in your country so say i went into a traditional colombian restaurant in bogota um what dishes would they be serving they would be definitely serving ajiaco which is a chicken soup but it's kind of like a creamy chicken soup mm. Are there any has potatoes, plantain, cheek you sometimes add cream milk, like uh, cream milk, I think. Yeah. It's called. It's kind of like a typical ajiaco. Or if you don't soup, you have a bandeja paisa. And it has chorizo, the sweet plantains, and rice. And it's a very, very big dish. Are there are there any foods in your country that you would say we would consider very unusual in America? What are the foods that would kind of like shock your average American? What's the what's what's the what's yeah. the extreme? For example, my uncle is from Mississippi, and when he came here, he saw a thing called fruit salad. But the fruit salad was weird to him because it had, you know, fruits and yeah. condensed milk with cream milk, but then it had cheese. So he was kind of grossed out by it <laughs> because it was a sweet with cheese. So it wasn't that good, I guess. That is odd. I've, I've heard of but, fruit and cheese, but not yeah, like all mixed together. Yeah, that's in that's a typically dessert here that many people say like, "Hey, you want a dessert? Yeah, sure, let's go get a fruit salad." That's funny. What are your but, least favorite yeah. foods? What what foods do you see people eating in Colombia that you really don't like that even you're like, "Ugh, I don't like that." They have a lot of thing and uh, I think that is called picada, which is like you put many potatoes like but not your average potatoes they're like yellow mini potatoes okay that they put there they put rellena which is made out of the hen's neck kind of like they make rice with peas and they take the skin from the neck and they kind of like just put all into it and they call that rellena and then they have chorizo, which I don't know if you're familiar with yes. what chorizo is. Yes. And then they put something called longaniza, which is kind of like a chorizo, but it's more fried. 
and I kind of don't like it because there is like, like many weird things about it. It's like, why would you take a hen's neck to make a Regina? You know, it's kind of weird. But my abuelita, my, well, you know, my grandma, I call her Jima for church, but she sometimes wakes up at like 4 a.m. to make Regina and with the hen and things like that. So it's kind of weird and grosses me out, I guess. <laughs> okay. If I was to go to a restaurant, um, that, or a Colombian restaurant, and I could only order one thing, and I want to have a real authentic Colombian experience. What is the one thing I should ask them to make for me? Well, like I've said before, you should try the bandeja paisa or the ajiaco, in whichever one. Or you can also try empanadas, which are kind of like these. Um, how do I explain? It's like kind of like a fried flour mix and you kind of put anything into it chicken or like pork a pastry or, yeah like a pastry but people here eat it for dinner or sometimes they eat it for lunch uh, it's like a pastry with um with you can put meat chicken or mm. eggs they sometimes put there is one that is like very very filled up but it has potatoes rice beef chicken and pork all at the same time so that's definitely weird or you can also try the tamal but that's mostly for a breakfast which is kind of like a flour but it's like a soft and it is it has rice also it's like a big empanada but instead of like a crust it has kind of like a flour but it's soft yeah, I love empanadas. You can't go wrong with an empanada. What about for dessert? What's your favorite uh, dessert or uh, sweet treat? Sweet treat? Um, definitely, uh, if you go to a bakery and order a little piece of cake, like a Tres Leches, it's a really good experience because I know that many, if you go inside a bakery in America or buy a cake from Walmart, will be very very sweet but here the foods are not that sweet right like, pay, like bakery or cakes are just don't have that much sweet in them as american cakes do okay music i i love music now i've traveled quite a few places in the world and i'm aware that american music is everywhere but what is Colombia's music like? When you think of music that's local to your country, what is that? Are there any famous artists that you know of or any suggestions of music we should check out on YouTube? Like, I don't think um, kids my age would like that music because me, in personal, I, it's not like I hate it, but... Uh, but if you know, if we're in a family party and they put the music, which is traditional here, you know, I listen to it and I don't mind. But there is an artist called Jerry Jerry Uribe, I think, and it's most typical um, songs from here are kind of like about a man who fall in love and then get cheated on or something like that. That's what the type of music is here. Right, right. Okay, I'll have to check that out. 
What are some of the uh, big holidays that are celebrated in your country? Are there any that are unique to Colombia? Um, in the here in Colombia, we have a lot of holidays, like days of the calendar. Like for example, in June, almost every Monday you don't go to school because, well, you know, school here it starts on February and ends on November, but kids still go to school in June. A little bit, yeah, whole June and then a little bit of, of July. But let's say in June, almost every single Monday, it's a holiday. But people don't really know what it's celebrating. They just say like, yeah, it's, we don't go to school on Monday, let's go on Friday traveling or things like that. But holidays like Independence Day is celebrated the 20th of July here and before pandemic, you could see many people out in the streets throwing flowers at you or making big fest or kind of just... Hello, give me a second, please. Yeah, people, like I said before, people are very festive here. And Christmas, we celebrate Christmas, but not in like American way that it's Santa Claus or maybe, yeah, a little bit. But my country is very Catholic. So, you know, it's celebrated as baby Jesus was born, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, or, for example, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, which you kind of say something here like Thanksgiving, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know that by an American movie, but we don't actually celebrate it here. Okay. Um, yeah. As a social studies teacher, I always love asking this. If you were the president or the prime minister, the leader of your country, what would you do to make it a better place? I would actually try, try to give everyone jobs because here in Colombia, we have a lot of immigrants from Venezuela, especially now in the last two years or the last couple of years. Um, they immigrate a lot of them from there to here and I'm not saying every one of them is a bad person you know but you can see daily cases of people not just immigrant people but also people from here that rob other people or that you know right there is a lot of crime or a lot of assault here and I would definitely try to change that because people here, their set mind is to, oh, I don't have to do anything, but the government will still give me, so why should I work? Right. But I think that's, that's, that should be changed, and part of that is the government. I hear you. Yeah, the situation in, in Venezuela for a while now has been completely unstable, and, you know, yeah. when people are desperate... For food and money, they're gonna do desperate things. I mean, I, I have a child and another one on the way, and I could honestly say, even though I'm, you know, we're doing fine here, but I could honestly say, uh, I would not be below uh, committing a, you know, theft if if my family needed food and things like that. So, on the one hand, like I get it, but yeah, on the other hand, in terms of the. Uh, impact that it makes on society yeah it needs there's something needs to be done about it um yeah, sure. a, a people just go randomly to you on a green light uh, not on a green light but in a light 
Right. And they would talk to you and ask for money. And I think it's very sad, especially because they bring their children and they kind of, they kind of bring the children and tell you like, hey, I need money for my children and things like that. But you're, you know, it's kind of like right a little bit heartbreaking because you see the kid, like the little kid, or they sometimes bring two or three and. In the end, there has been some news that those kids that they bring aren't even theirs. They're like kids that they sh people like parents share to them for appearance. They can get food. Yeah. So, so it's kind of sad. I, I mean, I know they speak. Yeah. They speak. You both countries speak Spanish. Is the accent very different between Venezuela and Colombia? Yes, I actually here in Colombia. I am trying to teach English. Uh, and I have two students. One girl is from here, from Bogota, but the other one is a boy who's from Venezuela. But he was born there in a little bit, a few of his years went there, but then he, when he was telling me he was like five, they brought him here and he's 12 now, I think. So yeah, you can hear the accent or not his, but especially when his parents talk, you can hear that kind of the change of accent. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, you mentioned earlier, you know, you're not really sure what you want to do for a living when you grow up. Um, where do you want to live when you grow up? Do you want to live in Colombia or do you want to live in the United States? Where, where would you like to live? I think I wouldn't like to live in any of those countries. I would actually like to, for college or something, go study in another country like Europe or things like that. Okay. What what other countries in the world have you visited besides uh, Colombia and the United States? None, actually. Oh, just the two of them. Um, I was, yeah, you know, it, there is a very typical culture in the Latin 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 American culture, in between Latinas that is called la quinceañera, which in United States would be like sweet sixteen, but at fifteen, and I told my dad that I wanted to travel for my quinceañera to Europe. But then the pandemic came around, and we're not sure if we can still do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. feel like we're all we're all on hold. Um, how old are you right now? Fourteen. Okay, so hopefully within a year or so, we can hope yeah. that the things will will uh, um, calm down. And if it's not a quinceanera, maybe it'll be a sweet sixteen, or maybe it'll be an eighteenth yeah. birthday present. Um, okay, okay. So, how about languages? Uh, I'm assuming you, you obviously speak English very well, with, with an amazing accent. Yeah. I, I love your accent. I always say all the time, I feel like Americans, we got the short end of the stick when it comes to accent. I don't think anybody in other countries are like, oh, the American accent is so beautiful. Like, no, it sounds like a telephone operator. It's just clear and uh, easy to understand, for English, I would say. Um, but I love your accent. What other languages do you speak? Um, I speak uh, Spanish uh, because, you know, I was born here and raised here. Um, and most of my family just speaks Spanish. And in, but I stopped a little bit because when I used to live here, my school taught us French from first grade. So when I moved there, I stopped working on it. 
and I kind of have a little bit of vocabulary, like not English, like I speak English nor Spanish, but you know, just a basic vocabulary on French. Right, right. Okay, very good. So, we'd like to finish the show by having you say something in your language. So, I have on the screen here where it says, in your language, can you say, thank you for listening to the Pearson Global Explorer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please listen again in the future for more exciting episodes. Can you say that in your uh, Spanish with your beautiful Colombian accent? <laughs> okay. Gracias por escuchar al podcast de los Person Global Explorers. Esperamos que haya disfrutado el show. Por favor, escuche otra vez en el futuro para más episodios emocionantes. Excellent. Thank you very much, Michelle, for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sure for those that are listening, it's been even an even greater pleasure listening. Thank you, Michelle. Have a great day. Have a great day, you too. The Pearson Global Explorer Podcast. Join us as we travel the globe, one student at a time, at Pearson Online Academy. Pearson Online Academy is an accredited online private school for students in grades K through 12. Brought to you by the experts in virtual learning. We empower students worldwide to achieve academic excellence through our affordable, high-quality online education that emphasizes college prep. Learn more at www.pearsononlineacademy.com.